Hi, good evening. Uh, welcome to the latest episode of the Magicast, episode 123. I'm your host, Scott Monroe, and this episode tonight is a January Transfer Mercato special. Uh, tonight we'll be talking about Roma's transfers in, transfers out, and we have a one listener's question. Uh, with me tonight, I've got James. How are we? Okay, thank you very much. And also, we've got Daniel all the way from Belgium. How are you? Very well, thank you. So, guys, with tonight we're just going to talk a little bit of the the transfer window uh, that's been that's closed in Italy a couple of hours ago. Uh, we're recording on Monday evening, so it remains open for us in the UK up until eleven, and and Scotland up until midnight. So Aaron Ramsey can make his deal to Rangers per, uh, go through in the next couple of hours. Um, there's only been a couple of ins, so Sergio Oliveira from Porto and Ainsley Mayton Niles on loan from Arsenal. And as we were talking pre-pod, there's a a young Croatian midfielder in Mate Ipkovic from Hajduk Split, who's just turned 16, and he's a big boy. He's a very tall uh, youngster, and I think he'll be he's definitely one for the future. Um, James, I'll start with you, and I'll come to Daniel afterwards. How do you feel the the January transfer window's gone for Roma? It was just only a, a little bit of tweaking, a couple of bodies coming in. Um, are you happy with the ins that have come in? Yeah, I am happy. Um, I think uh, Maitland-Niles has looked, um, and uh, Oliveira, so far from what we've seen from them, seem to have you know, added something to the team. And... Um, Made a you know a reasonable contribution already, and um, I think that their players. That the critical thing is: will the coach use them? Will Mourinho use them? You know, will he be able to get um, something out of them? And I think we've seen already that he will. So um, it may be marginal the improvement because obviously not a lot of money invested. And not really a blockbuster signing, but um, I think those marginal, you know, those margins might hopefully turn um, some games that didn't go our way before, uh, you know, up to the Christmas break, the winter break, um, uh, you know, could maybe swing them our way for the remainder of the season, particularly when the cup competitions um, resume, you know, uh, Starting next week and then next month, with or in March with the uh, Europa Conference League. So, yeah, I'm 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 quietly pleased with them. And Daniel, how about yourself? Are you quietly pleased, like James, of the the transfer dealings, the ins that have come in to Roma in the January transfer market? It's only just a couple, but. So far, so good in the games that have been played. I mean, Sergio Oliveira is impressed, and Maitland Niles is also impressed. I know it's a small sample size, but yeah, it seems okay so far. Um, yeah, I think uh, it's pretty good additions. I think James made the right point in that. You know, the question is more: or oh, will Mourinho use these players? Because I think. Mm. Mourinho obviously didn't like uh, or didn't want to use VR and uh, the likes of Diawara and uh, uh, some of the others who have left. So he 
in the first part of the season, we played often a very, you know, we only really moved between 11 and 14 players that were playing really uh, meaningful minutes. So this is certainly a positive move in that now we've got a few more options. Uh, and especially for Karsdorp, who uh, almost was playing every match um, prior to the January window. Um, I still think, you know, Oliveira, obviously really great impact immediately. Um man of the match type performances so far, but I'm not sure that the midfield is really fixed in a sense because you still lack that more defensive and deeper um, register. Um, but look, maybe they, I think, you know, Pinto and Mourinho and that maybe thought that it would be better to, to wait until the summer and find the right person instead of getting um, just anyone in. Um, but I do think that that's what we needed a lot and we didn't get that in the end. So it's not a perfect window, but um, all in all, it will uh, it will add some utility to the squad. And I'm sure both these players come from top clubs as well. And uh, Metal Niles comes from a very strong league. So hmm. I think the impact is very uh, immediate as well. On Maitland Niles, I think his versatility for Roma could be quite good going forward I think as we've seen it in a couple of games so far in January he can play on the right he can play on the left and I think he can play in midfield so I can think he can fill three roles which is which is quite good going forward um I do agree with you on the defensive midfielder um we were talking off pod that Dennis Zacharia is now left Borussia Mönchengladbach and gone to Juventus, who looked to have probably one of the best transfer windows they've had in a long, long while, and probably the team in Italy that's had the best one. Um, but I think he could have done a job, but I did read that that deal was tough to deal with because I think it was something to do with the agent fees to his dad. But yeah, um, how would you rate the window on the ins at a 10. So Daniel, I'll start off with you. Um, I know probably it's two, six and a half yeah. to seven. Yeah. Cause there's only two players. So I didn't mean to interrupt. Sorry. <laughs> no problem. Yeah. I would say as a whole on the arrivals, I would give it about six and a half to seven because I still think misses that fundamental, um, piece there. Um, mm in uh, the defensive midfielder, register type. Yeah. Uh, and to you, James, how would you rate it out of 10? No, I'd, I'd definitely agree with that. I'd be in that range, six and a half to seven. I would give it the seven simply for one reason, that both players come with, well, Oliveira comes with an option to buy, I think. And Maitland-Niles, while he doesn't come with, you know, we're not aware of any option to buy, if the move went well, then it's very likely that we will be able to buy him. So we have a bit of flexibility there. You know, if 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 we think at the you know come the end of the season, you know, it's better to look elsewhere. We don't have to keep the players. While on the other hand, if we do want to keep them, if things go well, either or both of them, um, then uh, we ha- we'll have the possibility to do that. So mm. I would for that reason alone I would tend to edge towards more seven no that's not a bad uh not a bad shout I still think if we could have got as Daniel said a defensive midfielder and 
if Jose kept with this four two three one and got a num like the proper DM, that could have been a number like an eight out of ten. But and as Daniel said, and as you said, James, if they wait to the summer, you might see a couple of options come up. There's a couple of free agents which they've been looking at in Bubakar Kamara from Marseille and then Grealich from Hoffenheim. Um, that could happen. There was also the talk of Tangi and Dombele, but he's now gone back to Leon on loan. Um, yeah, so it's, it's all up in the air. There's something to, I think, something for Thiago Pinto to look into in the summer because I think that could be a hot commodity. Um, so, yeah, like a lack of defensive cover might hinder the squad, but I think, as I said, if Thiago Pinto can identify his man in January, that could be quite good and get some cover into that role. So, guys, the outs. We had quite a few outs, people leaving the club. So we both had Borja Mayoral and Gonzalo Villar join Getafe on a on a six-month loan. We finally got rid of Federico Fazio. He's joined Salonatana. Uh, Brian Reynolds has gone into Belgium and he's gone to Daniel. If I apologies if I botched this, KV Korsjaik. That's good enough. Yeah. Oh, that's okay. <laughs> Sorry, I apologize. Any Belgium listeners and any listeners to the Jupiler Pro League, I apologize. I'm really, really sorry. And we've got, um, Ricardo Calafiori joining the Basket Case Club of uh, Genoa. Robin Olsen cancelling his loan deal at Sheffield United and now joining Aston Villa. So he's gone to to the Premier League. Uh, Ricardo Chievo has joined Sassuolo. And then Ruben Providence has had his loan deal at Club Brugia uh, cancelled. And he's gone to, looks like he's gone to Estoril in Portugal. Um. There's also a couple of players who could have left in Amadou Diawara and Davide Santon. Uh, Diawara rejected deals or was rumoured to be going to Torino, Sampdoria, um, Venezia, Valencia, and there was another Italian club um, that I I could not think of. Davide Santon rejected deals. Daniel, I'll come to you first and I'll come to you, James, afterwards. What did you think about the outs? There were some fringe players who had to leave. Um, was it all in all good business by Jose and Thiago Pinto? Just a couple of players who they wanted to get out, couldn't get out in the final day of the transfer market? Um, yeah, I think it's pretty good. I think even we saw in the summer how much or how hard uh, they worked to get a lot of those players out, like Pedro and uh, I think Jocko and, and stuff like that to try rejuvenate the squad a bit. In the January window, you can only do so much. It's very unlikely that you'll get any money for these kind of players. So in most of those cases, we had to accept uh, a loan. And also, I mean, you cannot force a player to leave either. So um, you can only do so much and to find a club for them. Um, but if they don't accept, uh, you can't do anything else. So I think all in all, quite good to get them you know, at least either fully or partly off the wage bill for the next six months and um, train with the players, you know, that are going going to play. Um, so I guess, yeah, we're just probably waiting for Santon now um, at some point, but his contract will expire in the summer anyway. So mm. 
um, I think all in all, pretty good. Uh, I don't think you could have really asked for much more in terms of uh, departures. No, I would agree with that. James, how do you feel that the January outs of the transfer market for Roma have gone so far? I'll say so far, there's a probably about an hour and a half left of the English transfer market. So how do you feel it's gone? Uh, yeah, well, I, um, I think, I mean, Fazio was a player, I think he only had six months remaining on his contract, but um, uh, it's a player that, uh, you know, we've looked for a while to um, uh, to leave and we accomplished that. And obviously, uh, Bola, Mayoral and Gonzalo Villar, you know, they'll hopefully get the playing time that they need to, um, obviously, in the case of Mayoral, I think his loan from Real Madrid will expire in the summer, so that presumably would be the end of that. But um, Gonzalo Villar, you know, they'll they'll uh, he'll hopefully increase his value, you know, because probably can't really foresee a future, you know, in six months. I don't think it's going to change Mourinho's mind about uh, using him in the future. So. Um, and then, you know, some of the uh, lesser-known players, um, you know, like um, uh, Providence and so on, um, you know, if they've managed to find uh, more appropriate loans and solutions for them, you know, where they'll get some more playing time, then that's all the better. So, overall, I think, um, yeah, uh, you know, I think it went well in terms of uh, I mean obviously Diara was a player I mean this policy that has been mentioned like the Freakins have this policy I mean I don't know I've read it that only if a player leaves can a player come and in a particular you know goalkeeper midfield defence and attack and I find that a bit strange to be honest if that is true um but um, it might explain why you know there wasn't much movement coming in beyond the two players that we took because there were you know uh, difficulties in uh, uh, you know getting players to leave. But um, uh, but overall, I, I, I like it because I'm not a big fan of the January transfer window. You know, I think it's more of a. I know we have taken important players in the past, Mangalan perhaps the best example in January, but ordinarily, I think, and of course Juventus with Vlahovic uh, have taken a very important player, but ordinarily, I I think, you know, you probably get better value for money as a as a, as a rule in, in, in the summer, you know, so um, uh, I think oh, that's why overall I'm quite content with things. Uh, so one policy that's frustrated me a bit in the past is that we loan players out to the wrong clubs, so to speak, you know, like for example, we've now sent Calafuri, who I liked, he's, you know, decent, I think he's got some potential, um, but we've loaned him to, to Genoa and, you know, a club like that in the kind of conditions that they're at fighting relegation, I'm not sure he's going to develop much. So sometimes in the in the past, I've been a bit skeptical about uh, sending, you know, younger players on loan to the wrong clubs. I see Cervo is going to Sassuolo, which is good, but you probably won't get many minutes there either, you know. So maybe this is very long term, but I would like the Friedkins and Pinto to establish more of a, not necessarily a satellite club, but a club that you have, you know, better relations with in Serie B and in Serie A, maybe one in each, you know, where you know that the players are going to play 
a lot more and maybe play under the right managers and stuff like that. Um, Actually, that know. raises an interesting question yeah. as to, um, because ordinarily I tend to think as a, as a that, that when players leave on loan, uh, that's really the last we'll see of them. Because if you think about it, very few players who've left on loan have ever returned and had a big career. I mean, I can think of Aquilani, Pellegrini. Florenzi? Florenzi, yeah, Florenzi, yeah. Who really took, I remember at the time, uh, the, uh, I think it was Sabatini maybe, or maybe I think said that they took, Florenzi took them by surprise because they weren't expecting him to do so well at, um, it was Crotone in Serie B where he played. And um, mm. took them by surprise, and they had to then, you know, do a negotiation with Cotone to get him back. You know, so um, but as a general rule, it doesn't work out very well. Now that could be either, as Daniel was alluding to there, that they that they get that they generally go to clubs where their development gets a bit, um, uh, uh, like um, harmed, you could say, undermined, or that. The club is very um, efficient in, you know, only keeping the younger players at Trigoria, who who are very good at, you know, have got the potential to break into the first team. And these other players, they're essentially trying to, um, you know, monetize and get some value on because they don't foresee a future for them in the first team. So um, it's. Yeah, it's um, so I tend to think that the younger players who stay are the ones who um, uh, maybe have a better chance of a bigger future with the first team squad. Is that because they're getting minutes in the Primavera squad, James? I think it's because the club wants to keep control of them and sees them potentially maybe breaking into the first Mm -hmm. team squad in the next maybe 12 months or you know, six to 12 months, while the others probably, um, it just, it's just that there's so few players, you know, we're talking about, we almost count them on one hand mm. over the last couple of decades who've um, gone out to another club and then come back and had a big career with Roma, you know. Yeah. So that would, that, that there's either two things are happening there. We're very good at picking the ones who, who um, have the potential to go on and, break into the first-team squad, or we're losing some talent through, as Daniel was saying there, um, and it could be a bit of both, of course, probably that's the most likely explanation, but to, to go into clubs where they're finding it difficult to develop. So maybe a bit like bit of bad mismanagement, as Daniel said, like the Calafiori loan is baffling. Um, I think he could have went to Calorie also, wasn't it? Where both clubs are rumoured, not rumoured, both clubs are, are in a relegation dogfight. Genoa is a basket case of a club, like I mentioned earlier. They're already on their fourth coach of the season. So he's going to be playing a lot of football against sides who are look to dominate Genoa. So that could hamper his, his progression to first-team football. Like As Daniel said, I actually quite like him also. He's a little bit raw, but there is a player there. Um, not like like probably the same with Brian Reynolds. Reynolds looks athletic and he looks like he, he can handle himself, but 
I think adapting to from MLS football to Serie A football was maybe a bit of a big jump for him. But yeah, I do agree with the loans where there's a little bit of, are they going to be playing minutes or are they going to be squad players? And I think this happened quite a lot with Roma where they stockpile and they, the players that want to get developed and probably want to pursue the first team football, they don't. I think me and Daniel may have had this discussion on Twitter probably about seven or eight years ago. Do you remember where Roma stockpiled in the 2013-14 season with loads of young players? None of them got any minutes. Yeah, yeah none of them mm. got none of none of them played. There was what Tim Tim Yedvai, um was it Ezekiel Ponce? Um if I'm Mm. those type of players that you thought, ah, there's there's a a chance. Nothing happened. There was a couple of Croatian players. It's just nothing really happened. But that's that's my big fear, that Roman poached these talents from all across the world. Don't really give them the opportunity for first-team football. They just loan them out to about three or four clubs in the next four years. And then their deal is up and then they're shipped somewhere else where they're, they're developing development is not gone great the only thing i would say about calafiori is genoa do have a new coach don't they They do yes so it may be that that you know the new coach um likes something in calafiori and he will get but i think the most important thing is he gets playing time you know players Mm. of that age need to play regularly and if and i'm i i'm not confident that he's going to have a future at Roma, but I wouldn't rule it out. So I think the next five months, for, or four months say, for Calafiori will be very important as to what waits, awaits him in the summer in terms of returning and having a place in the squad for next season or another loan or maybe a transfer somewhere else. Yeah, I would agree that because Leonardo Spinazzola is coming back, so he's going to be what third choice past Vigna, and his development's not going to go greatly. So maybe another year loan deal to maybe a Serie A club, Serie B club, or even uh, to go abroad in in Europe, which could be the question because there could be something in the horizon. There is a player, but he needs to develop. Um, any more transfers that you could think of that the loans that which could help the players like VR and Bochamaro, as James said, they need minutes. VR hasn't played a single minute in Serie A this season, only a brief fluttering appearances in the conference league. He needs to be playing football. I don't think he's the Mourinho type of player. I think he would express himself in a in a footballing passing side, unlike under Paolo Fonseca. But Robin Olsen, another loan deal into to England, uh, his third loan deal to England in the last two years. Um, I think he's going to be off the books in 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 the summer. But yeah, um, is there any other loan deals from that have left Roma that? Both caught your eye, Daniel first, and then James second. Um, not too much because you know, with a player like Robin Olsen, I think we're just killing time for the contract mm. to, to run down and, yeah. and see if any, yeah, and see if anyone will take him. Um, I think you know we were discussing Calafuri there because he's probably one of the few loans that did happen where I think 
the player could come back. You know, I don't see Mayoral or Villa ever playing for Roma again. Um, and um, yeah, I think uh, a lot of the moves this uh, window were players that will not probably feature for Roma again that I can think of. Um, mm. So, yeah. Can I ask you both, actually, James, on, on your, sorry, on, on your question, do, do, uh, do you echo Daniel's sentiments about Calafiori, VR, etc.? Yeah, yeah, that's not fun. <laughs> I'm just trying to think of, um, um, is there anything, do you think VR has a future at the club at all, James? Do you think after the after the summer? Do you think he's 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 going to be done at Roma? I'd like to say yes, but I, uh, I think he doesn't. No, I don't, I'd be very very surprised if he had a future um, playing for us. Uh, unless, I mean, obviously, <laughs> things are dynamic. So if there's a coaching change, <laughs> who knows? But as things stand. Uh, I would forecast no. I'm with you I mean, on that's that. I think that, that, yeah. came, that, 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 that we learned a few weeks ago about having played a single minute. A single minute, are, yeah. Kind of is the uh, clinching evidence for me. Can I ask you both about Diawara? Because he's rejected quite a lot of proposals and we briefly talked about it earlier. Daniel, I'll come to you. Um, do you think he may have lost his way at Roma a little bit? Because he started fantastically well in the first six to seven months in the 2019-2020 season, but he sort of lost his way, I want to say, after the debacle in Verona last season. It seems to happen again for him at Bologna and in Napoli. Do you think he would need a fresh start in the summer? Um, from the perspective of his own career, um, yes, because I think in, in him is a, is a good player. I know that a lot of Roma fans are a bit volatile in their opinions on the players because I think, I don't think it's true that players go from being really good to being, you know, terrible overnight. And the, the same is true the opposite way. Um, um, he was a good player before, especially at Bologna. I liked him a lot. And um, at Roma, he's not... Um, I don't know. I can I can just say I, I, I actually do prefer him to Cristante, to be honest with you. But it's probably not going to happen for him at Roma, you know. And um, I watched a bit of him at AFCON, which is a completely different uh, tournament and level. But he's, he's a decent player. And um, he... He probably needs um, a lot more time in that. And it's difficult as a player if you play and um, the manager calls you out basically afterwards uh, and then you are basically don't play again for, for weeks and weeks. Mm. I mean, it's, it's very difficult to play football like that and to come in once a month and play 10 minutes and, and make an impact. Um, he's a good player and... Um, but it's clear that it's probably not going to work out and he's probably better off getting a, a fresh start. I don't blame him too much for just accepting any loan in January. Um, he also has his own life in that and I'm not sure um, as beautiful as Venice is, I'm not sure I would also go and play um, 
relegation football for five months, uh, maybe I would bide my time as well in Rome. Um, I think he can still be used for the rest of the season, especially in the Conference League. But um, let's see. I think for his own personal sake, he'll probably have to find a new club in the summer. What would you prefer, Venice or Rome? Would you rather stay in Rome or would you rather go to Venice? It's quite picturesque though, Daniel. Would you rather stay and enjoy the the Roman lifestyle or Venice? Definitely Rome. I mean, I would definitely pick Rome. I think, um, I know uh, players like uh, Fazio and Santon get a lot of vitriol on Mm. on social media, but I completely understand them for winding down their contracts in Rome. We have to blame the person who gave them those contracts and, uh, it's a great place to live, especially if you're on a footballer's salary. So, True. Yeah. That that man is in Seville at the moment, trying to build a squad there. James, what was your thoughts on the the Diawara situation? Do you echo what both me and Daniel were talking about? That there is, he seems to have flagged a little bit and seems to, he might need a fresh challenge. Yeah, I agree completely. And I think you put it very well. He seems to have unfortunately lost his way which is really unfortunate because I do like him. And uh, like Daniel said, I, I prefer him actually to Cristante. So um, uh, when he's, you know, in, in good form. And uh, I think, I hope he can still be useful. And I think, uh, you know, maybe as a, as a rotation player and I, for these last, what, four months of the season. And I think that it's from, from his point of view, it's, I mean, it's not disastrous for us financially that he stays for four more months and rather than he's sold now. And I think from his point of view, it's it's probably more important that he gets the right transfer and he's got a much bigger chance of doing that in the summer than he has now. So I would, uh, I think he's probably made a wise decision. So I don't, I don't certainly don't see it as a major stumbling but I mean there is this issue if it's true of this a player can only come when someone leaves so that could have been a bit of a um, stumbling block uh, yeah for us yes but never overall I'm not since I don't think the player we would have got probably would have transformed you know it's hard to say but uh, speculating probably wouldn't have transformed us um, greatly depending on the financial situation and and all these kind of things, player being available, wanting to come and so on, and and clubs you're competing against for the signature of the player. Um, I'm not overly disappointed. So, um, yeah, so I basically agree. No, I agree. Uh, We do have a question, and shock and behold, it is about Amadou Diawara from Aristotle on Twitter. I know Diawara isn't in the plans, but would it really kill Mood to hand him one more shot? He's coming back from AFCON, so you would expect some confidence, some drive, and some fight in him. He's either going to make something of it or bin himself for good. If not, Diawara, do you give Darbo a chance? So, Daniel, I'll come to you. So, would you would you think Josie would give him one more shot? And if not, would uh, Ibrahim Darbo eh, give a give him a chance? Um. Um, I mean, me personally, I would rather give the chance to Diawara. Um, mm. I think the back end of last season in those last games that Fonseca was here, uh, Dabo looked uh, really fantastic. Like he he didn't have any pressure, it looked like, in the way he played. And 
he was really solid. But uh, in the few minutes that he's had this season, I think he's looked uh, out of his depth a bit. Um, again, I think there's probably a footballer in there. But um, Diawara has much more experience and mm. um, at this point, I think, is better. And um, I, I would rather give Diawara an opportunity and Dabo... Um, I guess they couldn't get him alone now. Um, I think he would have been good to to get on loan at, a, at the right club, but um, I think Mourinho will have to play Diawara at some point. Um, the nature of being a midfielder means you pick up yellow cards and you get suspended. So there's going to be a room eventually um, between Cristante, Veratu, and Sergio Oliveira. Mm. And I also think that the problem of the transfer window and not getting that deeper register players that. Uh, in a few games this season, we've either played Mkhitaryan in midfield, a uh, deeper role, uh, and now Sergio Oliveira. I think in big games, it'll be just, it'll be a bit too light, you know, and uh, you will have to maybe um, have a more defensive player there. So you need to be able to rotate Cristante with Diawara in some games, you know. Yeah, uh, I thought when Diawara played against Torino in that game in October, I think he was one of the standout players. And me and Imran on the pod was talking about it, and I think he, he had a really, really, really standout game. But there's nothing since then. Um, James, what was your thoughts on yeah. Aristotle's question? Would you see Diawara getting one more shot, or is it lights out and hand out the chance to someone else? No, I, I would definitely give it to Diara because I, I still like him. And um, I think it's interesting observation. You, you, you remind us there of the game against Torino and his good performance there. And maybe it's just a question of consistency, you know. Mm. And um, if he got a few, you know, if there was an injury suspension, if he got some consistent minutes, he might be able to turn things around. Um, I would give him more chance, personally, than Darbo. I think Darbo, although... You know, I echo the comments that Daniel, that, yeah, the back end of last season, I really thought, wow, you know, what a player we've discovered here. But um, And it's a lesson, maybe, not to judge players too quickly, both in the positive and the negative. You know, a uh, 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 salutary reminder of that. But Football I mean, when I saw Darbo that? play again, <laughs> when I saw Darbo play against, I think it was the Bodo Glimp game, the return game at the Olympico. He was in the first half, and actually, I think Mourinho substituted him. He did, time. yeah. He was. He looked completely out of his depth. He just couldn't do anything right. So Darbo definitely isn't ready to take on an, you know, import. And I wouldn't, at this moment in time, I wouldn't be very confident of relying on him as a rotation player. But, whereas I would with, um, or more, in the case of Diarra. Uh, so. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, and I, I do have doubts longer term about Darbo as well, whether he'll um, actually amount to like a, a player who will eventually break into uh, uh, Roma's squad. So, um, yeah, so the answers, yeah, I'll give him, uh, I'll give him another go. One thing I would add is that um, if, uh, you know, for me personally, I thought Kumbula's career at Roma was dead and buried until a few weeks ago. So um, I could maybe say at least that there might be an opportunity for, I think probably more Diawara than Dabo, but maybe both or either to to get another opportunity and maybe um, 
stake their claim as well. So uh, let's see. I wouldn't uh, write it off here. Not just yet, but yeah. Um, as James says, we are quick to jump on players. I can testify on that. I did that one Darbo after he had a an excellent game against Lazio in the Rome Derby. I was really high hopes for him, but football is a funny game. We do you do have ups and downs and then and as Daniel said, there is a player there. You maybe just have to go out on loan in the summer and develop. Um guys, I'll ask a, a non Roma question. Who's been the standout purchase in the January transfer window in Serie A for you guys? Uh James, I'll start off with you. Vlahovic. Vlahovic. Daniel, would it be the same for you? Yeah, I, I don't think I've. I don't think you can choose anyone else. I think he'll probably be the. He's probably the best January transfer signing I've ever seen in my history of watching football. So, um, I expect big things from him. Unfortunately. Yeah, that's a massive, massive transfer coup from Juventus. Can I add Samuele Ricci, who uh, we talked about in the previous pod, amply midfielder? I think he's going to excel. Mm brilliantly under Ivan Juric at Torino and that um, 11 million euros is an absolute steal for, for him and I think he's going to go on to something bigger and better in a couple of years time I think I can see him at Inter for about 35-40 million euros in a couple of seasons anchoring that midfield I think that's going to be absolutely brilliant but Vlajevic whoa that is that is some big bucks that Juve have spent and they've got rid of a couple of players today in Bentancourt, Kuliseski and Aaron Ramsey and I think it's looking like a better squad this season at uh, this part of the season for them but yeah I do agree with both Jon Vlahovic and, uh, and for me I just wanted to add Samuel Ricci because oh I was really impressed with him when he played against Roma last weekend there's a there's mm. an Italian international in there mm. Yes, unfortunately, Italy keeps producing midfielders at this point, you know, and, and not nice strikers. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, there must be. You know, there must be a reason for this, mustn't there? Because this is not something that's just happened over the last two or three years. This has been happening for a while. You know, high think, quality midfield players. I think they will come in the next. 12 months. Unfortunately, I think it will just miss the World Cup, but I think there is some... I think there's a very good striker in Skamaka. I think there's um, Lorenzo Luca, who a lot of people have hopes for in, in Serie B coming through. Yeah, exactly. And uh, Raspadori, a bit different type of striker, but I think you will start to see it a lot more and more, and I, I don't have any data for it, but I seem to feel like there's a, a few more Italian strikers starting to, to appear, at least, so... Can I add? We'll can I add? Is it Esposito who's on loan? Is it FC Basel from Inter Milan? Yes. Yeah, he looks a, a good shot as well. Yeah. yeah. So I think if you give it twelve to eighteen months, there could be a a few Italian strikers hitting hitting the the, the national team. I really do like Scamacca. Um, I think with all the problems he's had with Roma in the past and the story last April with his, was it his dad or was his granddad at Trigoria? Um, but yeah, oh my goodness mm. me. I've watched him a few times this season for Sassuolo. Jesus Christ. They're going to get some serious offers for him in the summer. And if you play a simulated football game like I do, Lorenzo Luca is a star in the way it's about to come. And I think, Pisa might get some offers in the next couple of years for him. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, guys, I think we've pretty much covered everything I wanted to cover. Uh, we've got some good transfer chat. 
Um, guys, you can follow us at lamagecast.com. You can find all our previous podcasts on the, uh, on the website. You can follow us at, uh, you can, sorry, you can find our podcasts on, uh, Spotify, Podbean, SoundCloud, TuneIn, and any other podcast platforms you listen to us on. Um, James, Daniel, thank you very, very much for joining me on this Monday evening to talk close to 45 minutes about Roma's January transfer window. It's been an absolute pleasure, and uh, I hope you both can join me once again on the podcast. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Pleasure was mine. Yeah, guys, just once again, thank you. Thank you so much. We've actually covered quite a lot that I really, really wanted to talk about. And as the chaos goes on in the January transfer window, it's, it's, it's mad. We're in almost into the final hour of the UK one. So yeah, some deals will be pushing across the line. And I'd like to add, always remember for Saroma and ciao. Ciao.